You're listening to the Karibo Shoe Podcast, Episode 40, Forgotten Gems. Welcome back to another episode of the Karibo Shoe Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, He's the Todd Snap to my Professor Oak. Chad is here. Welcome back, Karibo Shoe fans. So we are fresh off of our Game of the Year uh, episode last week, and we're going to get back into kind of the groove of things here in 2019. And uh, we're going to be talking about all the news that's happened since uh, the last couple of episodes, as well as what we've been playing and our main topic, which is Forgotten Gems. Before we get into that, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Okay, Chess, so what have you been playing here the last little while? Okay, so of course I've been playing some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Steel. I am very close to getting to the uh, final boss in the adventure mode, I believe. Oh, very nice. So. I was actually just checking uh, my your playtime on this game, and I saw you've gotten quite a few hours in it. Um, probably more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I've been playing some uh, Grim Fandango Remastered. Oh, very nice. This is one of those games you got during the holiday sale. Yeah, it's regular fourteen ninety nine. It was on sale for less than five dollars, and I'd been wanting to purchase it at full price, so I, I quickly hopped on board. But it took me a while to get to play it. This is a very difficult game. Oh, really? I mean, there's I've, I've seen a lot of reviews where there's no hint system, and they are right. You just got to figure it out. I, I've had to use a walkthrough multiple times on it. Oh, so I it's, bet. It's very difficult. What you are is you're basically the uh, kind of the, the Grim Reaper almost. Huh. And whenever, uh, whenever there's a, a fatality, someone dies, you go to them and try to sell them a premium package to get to the, the land of the dead. And so it's very <laughs> weird. You try to get them to buy a train ticket. And everything, and uh, if they qualify or not, if they have good credit and stuff, if they've been a good person. So it's a very odd game, but the art style is really neat, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, very this, cartoony. This is a the game that just the art style really kind of spoke to me, and Same. it's definitely something that I'd I'd like to try at some point. Yeah, well, it's very difficult if you do. <laughs> I've also been playing uh, some Splatoon Two, the Frosty Fest. Oh, to so be you more played specific. the the last Splat Fest. Yes, I did. And were I you lost. able to get your? Were you able to get your winter gear? I did, yeah. Oh, I, nice. I was able to get winter gear. That was kind of they kind of hit it a little bit. but yeah. I, I was able to pick it up, and uh, yes, yeah, so I chose uh, the uh, team the family. family. Yes, yeah. and we were roasted again by team friends. I kind of thought friends would win this time. I did. I, I didn't get a chance to play. I did pick up my winter gear though. Yeah, the ink looked very cool this time around. It was oh, real cool. glittery and sparkly. It was cool oh, that's looking. neat. And even some of the stages kind of were redone, right? Yeah, in yeah. The, the square, yes. It that's good. neat. And the uh, final thing I've been playing is Rocket League with a cousin of mine. We came over and he said he'd been playing some Rocket League. So we booted up the Switch after some Smash and started playing some Rocket League. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I was in uh, Target the other day looking through the Hot Wheels for my little boy. And I noticed that now there are Rocket League Hot Wheel cars really? that you can buy. Yeah, wow. so Rocket League's getting pretty big. Very nice. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my list is considerably shorter than yours. Uh, I've been having a very uh, a lot of work in my week and not a whole lot of game playing. But I've been playing. When I have been playing, I've been playing all Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Um, I have now. I've beaten the game. I'm a Pokemon uh, master. Oh, you're uh, nice. <laughs> and I've just been working on completing my Pokedex. Uh, I checked last night when I was turned it off, and I've caught 142 different Pokemon so far, so I'm getting very close. Very close. Very good. Uh, but I just absolutely love this game, and uh, I'm definitely going to complete my Pokedex before I'm done with it. Very nice. So. 
All right. Well, we had uh, quite a bit of news dropped uh, this week. Um, a lot of people, there's a rumor going around that there would be a Nintendo Direct this week, but it seems like instead Nintendo just decided to drop a bunch of announcements uh, earlier this week. So I thought we'd run through those. Uh, the first thing they, uh, or one of the first thing we have here is that um, we got um, news on what the NES games for Nintendo Switch Online will be the, in the month of January. So uh, in all the previous months, we've been getting three games a month, and this year, this month, we're just getting two here in the U.S. It looks like Japan is getting a Japan-only game uh, as their third game, um, but we're getting uh, two games that are pretty well known. We're getting Zelda II: The Adventure of Link and Blaster Master. So we're going to be getting both of those on January 16th. Are, uh, are you interested in either of these two? So I've played Blaster Master, and I, it was it's, it's fine. I don't mind it too yeah. bad. I've never played Zelda 2, and uh, I, I've heard it's the worst of the, all the Zeldas, but I would like to give it a try. Yeah, I really don't like this game. <laughs> there is a, a subsection of fans that do think that this is an incredible game, but it's just not for me. It, to, to me, it's kind of how Mario Brothers 2 was to Mario Brothers. You know how different it was? That's kind of how Adventure of Link was to Legend of Zelda. Right. But the thing is, I like Mario Brothers 2, and I don't like Adventure of Link. <laughs> but uh, I, it is good to, to get another Zelda game on here, and of course it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. Um, I thought it was interesting that Blaster Master was coming as uh, shortly after the Switch was released, we got a sequel to Blaster Master on the Switch. So now you can own the whole series on your Switch. The <laughs> um, next news we got was uh, we got some we got some release dates for some games we knew were coming. So uh, first one I have here is Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is coming to the 3DS and 2DS on March twenty on March the eighth. So that's coming up very soon. Very nice. Yeah, I, I didn't know how soon these games would come out, but I'm glad we have a solid release date on those. Yeah, I also noticed a few things. It looks like it's one of those that's just playable in 2D, so I don't think it's going to be 3D at all. And I, if I'm, I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken, when they first announced this game, I thought it was going to be only for the new 3DS and new 2DS, but now it's saying it's playable on all. Okay. So I think maybe it'll be kind of like uh, Fire Emblem Warriors on the 3DS, where you could play it on both, but it ran better, and Hyrule Warriors, it ran better on the new 3DS. Right. Um, but I also saw, it looks like it's going to have some Amiibo functionality, which, you know, Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Wii definitely didn't, because that was before Amiibo, so I'm curious to see what that'll be. Oh, that'd be very cool. Yeah. Um, the next release that we got is one we've been really anticipating. That's Yoshi's Crafted World on the Nintendo Switch. It's going to come out on March the 29th. Perfect. So, this was a lot sooner than I thought. You know, I thought this would be coming in April or even even May or somewhere in there. That's really what I was thinking. But, yeah, I'm really glad we got a, a release date on this. This this game, I'm, I'm hoping, will be amazing because we this has been in development for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And really, this is going to be a pretty uh, pretty good first part of the year for Nintendo. So, of course, we're fixing to get a new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe here in January. And then the, fir you know, the first week of March, we'll be getting uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. And um, we're also getting Bowser's Inside Story. We'll get to that in a second in January. But uh, And then, of course, we'll be getting um, Yoshi's Crafted World at the end of March. So we're going to have quite a few games in the first three months from Nintendo. Right. Uh, plus, that frees up. What are we going to get the rest of the year? So, <laughs> very interested in that. And then lastly, Capcom announced that they're porting over one of their big games. And that's Drag Dragon's Dogma Dark Horizon or Dark Arisen is coming to the Switch on April 23rd, 2019. 
Um, I don't know a whole lot about this series. I watched the trailer. It kind of reminds me like of a Skyrim game or something. But uh, I know it's, it is, it's, it's a pretty big franchise, so I'm glad to see it coming to the Switch. Right, yeah, I saw the trailer as well. Going back, they also released a, tra- a trailer kind of for the Yoshi game also. Oh, that's right. That, that was pretty neat as well. It was. It's kind of the, how the it was kind of the story trailer, I think is what they called it. Right, right. It showed uh, Kamek and uh, Bowser Jr. causing some trouble. Yes. So about how all the Yoshi games start out, I yeah. believe. Yeah, seems like they always start with a bunch of Yoshi just <laughs> hanging out and then something terribly wrong happens. You have to save the world again. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's kind of all the news we have for y'all. And of course, a couple of new releases here of note. Um, so of course, we've got new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe coming out on Friday of this week. So very inter- excited about that, and uh, I'm planning on picking it up. How about you? Same here. Can't wait. Very nice. Also for the 3DS and 2DS, we're getting uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. That's also coming out on Friday. I don't know for sure if I'm on board with this one yet or not. I would like to pick it up eventually, but I don't know if it'll be a day one purchase for me. Yeah, I would love to get this if it goes on sale eventually. I love these Mario Luigi games, but it's kind of a tough pill to swallow spending uh, $40 on a, a 3DS game that I may or may not get to for a while. Right, and they also made on the DS. I'm sure you could pick it up a lot cheaper if you Yeah, I that. actually think I own it on the DS. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> And then on January 18th, we're getting Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, which is a game uh, from Grasshopper that uh, is a Switch exclusive and looks like it's a co-op game. I don't really know a whole lot about this, but I know people are excited about it. So that's coming out next week. Very cool. We've heard a lot about this game as well uh, from a long time ago, it feels yeah, like. I think they announced it when they announced the Switch, if I'm not mistaken, or very soon afterwards. I think so. So that's coming out as well. Mm-hmm. And that's going to kind of do it for our news and new releases. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to go over our main topic, which is hidden gems. Okay, so getting to our main topic today, and that's uh, forgotten gems. And uh, so this is a topic that that I came up with and you were nice enough to play along with. And I I was just kind of thinking, you know, um, we talk a lot about uh, the big Nintendo games of the day. You know, your Smash Brothers and your Pokemon and your Animal Crossing. But over the years, Nintendo's released a lot of games and not all of them were just huge hits or giant franchises. They've released a lot of odd and more quirky games and just games that didn't catch on as much as, as, say, a Mario game. So I thought... This would be a good time to just celebrate a few of the kind of forgotten Nintendo games that maybe me and you have played and just highlight a few of them because these are all excellent games and I don't think they get enough recognition. So uh, I thought that's kind of what we would do for for this week. Sounds good. Uh, So we actually each thought of two different games. We don't want this to be too lengthy, so we each picked two. We're just going to kind of take turns. We're going to go ahead and start off, Chad, with your first game. Okay, so mine is actually a game from a very well-known franchise, but I just don't think it gets the recognition and uh, credit it deserves, and that is Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64. Man, I really agree. You know, Pokemon is a very uh, recognized franchise, but it does seem like this is kind of a forgotten game for some, and it's never received a sequel or anything. Exactly. So this was released way back on uh, June 30th of 1999. So I was very young at the time and, of course, could not play it. But uh, I ended up picking this copy up for a dollar at a local video game store. Oh, wow, what a deal. I think it was 95 cents, and it was not on sale. So that tells you how uh, kind of a bust, I guess it was. But it was right at my price range here. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was my first Pokemon game. It was kind of, I knew about the cards and everything, but it was my first introduction to the Pokemon series. 
And this is actually one of the first games that we got to see Pokemon on a home console on the big screen. Oh, definitely. So I, I can't remember if Pokemon Stadium or Snap came uh, first. Snap came first. Snap At least came. in the U.S., so I'm pretty sure. It was the first uh, 3D rendering of Pokemon oh, yeah. then. So that's a, pr- that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a first-person rail shooter. So you, you're going along in your vehicle called the Zero One. You also play as Todd Snap, uh, the Pokemon photographer from the anime. It's a great name. So he, he's awesome. And so you're, he's a phot- Pokemon photographer, for those of you that don't know. he just Instead of capturing and battling Pokemon, all he wants to do is snap some good pictures of them. So very, very honorable profession. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> he's got some good ones. I hear he's even seen legendary Pokemon like Muse. So probably got some one-of-a-kind pictures out there. I bet. So uh, you're on the Zero One, kind of an odd-looking vehicle, and you don't control where it goes. All you do is control... Left, right, up, and down to adjust the camera angles and everything, uh, and it just takes you along until you reach the end of the level. I think you can, you might can take up to sixty pictures if I remember right. It's been a long time since I've played it. Yeah. But at the end of the game, you pick the best of each Pokemon that you want to show show off to get past that level and everything. If you get oh, enough okay. points, you'll win. So you're kind of uh, you're kind of scored based on how good of a picture you took. Exactly. Now, I'm assuming these Pokemon probably don't just sit there and pose for you. You probably got to catch them in the right moment, right? Oh, oh yeah. They, they, have, they also give you items along the way, such as apples. And I think there's something called the Pester Ball, if I remember correctly. Huh. So you can uh, kind of you can throw them at them and kind of mess with the Pokemon, make them angry yeah. or uh, confused or something. There's even a singing Jigglypuff. And I think a surfing <laughs> Pikachu, if I remember right. Oh, that's awesome. So if you can get some pretty good shots, you can get some really neat Pokemon. That's interesting that you say you can throw, like, fruit and stuff at them. You know, it kind of reminds me of nowadays and you know, Pokemon Go, you can throw out a berry to a Pokemon to make it easier to catch. Exactly. I wonder if that's kind of where this started, maybe. I'm kind of wondering. And they, they even include a camera in Pokemon Go, but I, I never use it. So. I don't either, but, uh, yeah. Kind of cool. But uh, it's kind of odd. Only 63 of the original 151 Pokemon are in Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I, that I remember that the full 150 that was there at the time were not in this game, and I always wondered if they just maybe didn't have enough time to to you know 3D model all the Pokemon because we know later on in Pokemon Stadium, all you could get all the Pokemon there. Right. So uh, that is interesting though that it was just a subset of Pokemon. They only had a set number that they could fit in there, right? And uh, it's kind of interesting. Back in Blockbuster days, uh, Nintendo actually partnered with Blockbuster. So you could bring in, I believe it was either your game or your memory card from the game, but the pictures you had taken of Pokemon could take it into a Blockbuster and uh, print off your pictures or stickers, either one. It was I wasn't quite into Pokemon at that time, so I'm not yeah. sure exactly what happened. Well, yeah, I've actually, um, I actually saw this in our local Blockbuster here in town as a kid. I was 13 years old when this game came out, and I'm ashamed to say I've never played this game. I know you were very surprised really? when I told you that. <laughs> um, this was a game I just I couldn't afford it as a kid. I always wanted it. But uh, I have very vivid memories of going into our Blockbuster. We would always go in there and rent movies or games. And uh, I remember seeing it was this big blue machine and uh, with Pokemon Snap on it. And you would bring in your memory card, your N64 memory card. You put it in there and you could print out um, your pictures on these little like sticker sheets. And so they would be like a, it'd be like a little small picture, but it had a sticky back to it, so you could stick it somewhere. That's very and I cool. thought this was like the coolest thing ever in 1999. I was, I really, really wanted to try it, but like I said, I never owned the game, so I didn't get to. Yeah, I, I was very shocked when you said you never played this game. So 
yeah. I definitely want to pick. I want to. I definitely want to try it out. I know it's. I think it's available on the Wii U Virtual Console even. So there's uh, there's ways even now that you can play it. So. Oh, very cool. All right. Yeah, I, I knew it was on the Wii Virtual Console. I didn't know if they yeah. got it to the Wii U. I, I would love to try this game out, and I would also love for there to be a sequel someday. That'd be awesome. It would. I think Switch is the perfect console for it too. And then you could put a lot more than sixty one Pokemon into a game <laughs> these days. You sure could. <laughs> and uh, one final thing about uh, Pokemon Snap: the vehicle you are in, the Zero One, is actually a trophy in Super Smash Brothers Melee. Oh, that's and, awesome! And it mentions Todd Snap in the description. So <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, that's one thing I love about the Smash franchise. And we'll probably this won't be the first time we mention Smash Brothers in this episode. Is they do celebrate more of the obscure and forgotten games via like trophies and and spirits now in Ultimate. So I think that's really cool for sure. Okay. Well, that's about all I had for Pokemon Snap. What do you have for us? Well, man, hey, I really enjoyed that. I, I, it's just great to hear some more about Pokemon Snap. I really haven't thought about it in years even. Um, but my first game is going to be a little newer than yours. Um, my game is on the Nintendo DS, and that is Elite Beat Agents. Elite Beat Agents, Elite okay. Beat Agents. So this was released on November 6, 2006, and uh, was developed by Ennis, which is a company that makes a lot of music games. They do a lot of like karaoke games and stuff nowadays on the, on the more modern systems. But uh, for a while, they made quite a few games for Nintendo. And uh, so, so Elite Beat Agents is an America, Americanized version of the Owen, the Owen Dawn series from Japan. And I think there was two of these games in Japan. And they were, they were rhythm games, but they were exclusive to Japan. They weren't released anywhere else. And probably the reason why is that they starred an all-male cheer squad, uh, rhythmically rhythmically cheering for various troubled people. So it's pretty pretty wild story. <laughs> but I had actually heard of these games. I'd read about them in like a video game magazine. And I thought they sounded really cool. So I was very excited when Nintendo announced Elite Beat Agents, which is kind of the American version of it. And so I picked this up right when it came out. And uh, so. This was a game that you played entirely with a stylus, and there was a lot of games back on the original DS that you did this with. Right. And it was very novel at the time. This was before I had a before I had a smartphone or anything like that, and so touchscreen games were very novel, and a lot of the DS games were like this. And um, so you played it by tapping or dragging across the screen. So that on the bottom screen, you would have all these notes appearing, and depending on the shape of it, you'd have to do something different with the stylus, all in time to the music. And uh, you would be, uh, so you played as three government agents responsible for helping those in need. So instead of an all-male cheer squad, they were at least government agents. They looked a little more manly, I guess. Um, and you would help people in need by encouraging them through dancing and how you perform affects the outcome of each story. So this was the thing I really liked in this game is depending on how well you kept time with the music and which notes you hit, um, the stories would actually end differently. Each song had a story to it where you were trying to help someone. And so you could you know, do bad and the story would end badly. You could do okay and it would be like a, a decent ending or you could do really good and it'd have a really happy ending. I thought that was pretty unique, at least in that day. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. Also, this game featured wireless uh, multiplayer uh, with the DS. And me and my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, took full advantage of this. We played this game all the time against each other uh, in, our, in the car, at our, at our houses and stuff. And we really bonded over this game. So that's another reason why it has a special place in my heart. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> And, of course, it featured a variety of songs, including such hits as Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne, 
and Walkie Talkie Man, YMCA, and a bunch of others. And I can still sing some of these songs that I learned from this game. <laughs> um, of course, we never, after this game did not sell super well in America. I think I saw somewhere that it sold a little over 100,000 copies. So, wow. you know, not a, not a bust, but nothing like a Mario sales numbers or anything like that. So, oh, no. uh, um, I always wondered if there would be a sequel to this, but I always figured that it just didn't sell well enough. But uh, I did find in researching this, I got this from Wikipedia, um, in a 2016 interview, the director of this game stated that he would love to bring a sequel to Elite Beat Agents to a Nintendo platform. So um, the guy that made this game, the head of the company that made it, he would love to do another one. So I think maybe there is hope. Maybe we'll get one on the Switch someday or something. Oh, or on great. the 3DS even. Well, I, I definitely want to give this game a shot and everything. You've talked very highly of it, so I may just go home and order it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I remember it being very difficult. Uh, you would, you'd have to practice the songs quite a bit before you could pass them. Uh, at least I would. But uh, it was very fun, and I remember I played it all the way to the end. I remember the last song was incredibly difficult to get through. But uh, it was just very fun, very unique. There's kind of not another game like it that I can think of. It reminds me kind of the first WarioWare in that way, where as I was playing it, it's just like, wow, I've never played a game anything like this. And honestly, I've never played a game like it since. So it is very unique. Very cool. Um, and then the kind of the last thing I had about this game is, you know, as I said, we were talking about Smash Brothers. So in Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch, the Elite Beat Agents appear as a spirit. And so I would love to collect the spirit in this game because I, I, of kind of the history I have with it. Right. I, I've got quite a few spirits, and I still haven't seen it. I haven't still ran got, across them yet. I've got more to go than I have, yeah. and I haven't. And I'm not sure. I'm guessing it would be a spirit of all three of them, but they may even have their own unique ones. I'm not sure. Right. But uh, So, yeah, that's Elite Beat Agents. Well, very cool. You know, judge, just looking at the cover and everything, I probably wouldn't think a whole lot about this game. Yeah. But after hearing this, uh, it's, it's going to be on my pickup list. I, it's, it's very good. It is. I think, especially if you got it for a good price, I don't know what it's going for these days, but it's definitely worth uh, worth a play. Yeah, I can't wait to add it to my collection. <laughs> so, uh, the next one I have for you is uh, a game that is, I guess it's not really a forgotten gem, but I, I feel like it's kind of going that way. And that is uh, Fire Emblem Warriors on the Switch. Okay, now, very th good choice. This came out during the first year of the Switch, and we're already coming into the third year. And uh, this this game, I think, I feel like it's also got overshadowed by Hyrule Warriors, especially by us. I would I would say. Yeah, and not only that, just real quickly, if I'm not mistaken, this game came out the same week as Mario Odyssey on the Switch, or right around then. Yeah, October Same 20th, month. 2017, okay, it yeah. did, yeah. That, it was right around then, yeah, I forgot about that. So that was another reason why, to me, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. Kind of like a Katamari Damacy, exactly. <laughs> overshadowed by uh, Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, pretty much a collaboration between Dynasty Warriors and uh, the Fire Emblem cast. And right. I've never played a Dynasty Warriors game, but I really like Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, so yeah. So I would, I would definitely play a Dynasty Warriors game. Uh it, like most Fire Emblems, they seem to introduce a character every Fire Emblem game that I've right. seen. This here introduces uh, Rowan and Liana, and uh, I've, I've actually played through the game and, and beat it. And it, it, I played Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U, and it improved on a lot of things from the Wii U version. Just the way it controls, the story, uh, just a lot. It worked better to me than the Wii U, but that, that could have been just the Wii U <laughs> for yeah. you there. Because I really liked Hyrule Warriors on the Switch. Uh, it has three paid packs of DLC, which I, I've never bought or anything, but it has new characters, new maps, new costumes, even has amiibo support. So oh, it, it nice. Has, I did not know that. It has, a, it has a lot of things going for it here, and there's a ton of 
Fire Emblem Amiibo. There sure is. Especially from the Smash Brothers series. Maybe too many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And a lot of these, you're, Fire Emblem is a pretty huge franchise. Yeah. Especially. But uh, this this game is just a little bit different from most Fire Emblem games. I'm not sure if that's just why it didn't sell quite as much as the others. This game here is... Uh, it's, on uh, April 2018, it has sold a million copies. I'm not sure if that's between the Nintendo Switch and there was a 3DS copy, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I bet that's combined. I would say I it's combined. And so that, that's pretty low numbers for a Fire Emblem game, I feel like. Yeah, especially on a system as popular as the Nintendo Switch. Exactly. Like, but like you said, Mario Odyssey coming out then, I think that's kind of what hurt it a little bit. I but agree. It, it has really fluid gameplay and is a lot of fun. And it takes kind of what we love about Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U and it just really improved on everything. And uh, something kind of interesting about this, Team Ninja, Ninja actually helped co-develop this game, and they are going to be working on Ultimate Alliance 3. They are. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. I would like to see some things from Fire Emblem Warriors go into uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I think they could do a pretty pretty good job with that. Yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you. This is kind of a forgotten gem, even though, like you said, it only came out a, a little over a year ago. Exactly. Because I remember I got this game, I think I think it was before I got Odyssey, and I played it, and I was really enjoying it. But once Odyssey came out, I kind of forgot about it, and I've never really went back to it. But I remember I really enjoyed it. I remember it looked good. It ran smooth. And it, if I remember, even like the, the voice acting was very good in this game. It's, it's really good. That's something yeah. that Hyrule Warriors wasn't quite up to snuff on to Yeah. Me. I have more of an affinity for the the Zelda series, so I think I enjoyed Hyrule Warriors a little more. But I almost think this uh, Fire Emblem game is maybe a little more polished, actually, kind of well, like you said. Right, it definitely looks a little better. This this kind of what kind of introduced me into the Fire Emblem characters a little bit. I always knew about them, but I wasn't very interested in them. Yeah, for sure. And this game kind of interested me in those a little more. So I, I definitely plan on picking up the new Fire Emblem game, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, when it comes to Switch. I definitely want to give that a try. Very nice. And uh, this Fire Emblem Warriors came in a special edition, is what what I actually have. And then they had a regular edition, and then the uh, 3DS edition. It said only for new 3DS XL. Right. And but that was just on the cover. So and th those games seem to be uh, pretty popular as far as collecting and everything. I know the Xenoblade one is. Yes. Only for that new 3DS XL. So this would just be something to uh, keep keep an eye on. I believe this. You don't see the special edition hardly ever in stores anymore. Yeah, it was around for a little while, but it's, it's gone now. Yeah. So uh, this should be a game to keep an eye out, an eye out on. For sure, you've never played the 3DS version, right? I never have. So yeah, when we're kind of talking about how smooth it runs, we're definitely uh, only talking about the Switch version. For sure. I know I have Hyrule Warriors uh, on the 3DS, and it does not run very smooth. No. So um, you know, take that uh, for what it is as well. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just firing Warriors probably the same way. But yeah, on the I Switch, it. it was it was really fun. It came at a time we kind of needed some new games. Yeah. So, uh, but I think it just kind of got overshadowed by by Mario Odyssey, like you say. Yeah, if you enjoyed Hyrule Warriors or you're just a Fire Emblem fan, this would be a great game to pick up while you're waiting for the next Fire Emblem game. I really do think so. For sure. And I think that's a very good a good choice because sometimes I even forget about it and I own it. So. Yeah, I was looking through my Switch games <laughs> like, wow, I forgot this game came out. Yeah. So. Okay, well, man, I really did enjoy your two selections. I think they were excellent. I think they're two games definitely worth checking out. Um my second game is another DS game. I just stuck with the DS this time. Very nice. Uh, my next game is Hotel Dusk Room 215 on the Nintendo DS. Good choice. This came out just a couple of months after Elite Beat Agents, and it came out on January 22nd, 2007. It was developed by Sing. Now, uh, I really like the developer of this game. They released a game right when the DS was uh, launched called Trace Memory, 
and this game must not have sold well. I remember picking it up at Toys R Us for $5, and I absolutely fell in love with this game. Uh, it's, it's kind of a mystery you had to solve. It had a it had a girl that you played as. She she carried a DS around. It kind of reminded me of Luigi holding a Game Boy Horror in Luigi's Mansion, and I really enjoyed that game, even though it wasn't a success at all. And and I, that really that game there could be a forgotten gem as well. But uh, the next game they made was Hotel Dusk, so I was very excited about this game, and I got it shortly after it came out. Um, this game was interesting in that it supported the DS Rumble Pack, which is something I almost forgot even existed. But this game, you could get the DS Rumble Pack with Metroid Prime Pinball on the DS, and a few other games uh, supported it, and I always liked using it because I did own it. And not only that, you played this game entirely in what I'll call book form. So you would turn the DS uh, vertically and hold it more like a book. And that's how you played this game. So it's very unique. And of course, I'm left-handed, but thankfully they included the option to, you could flip the DS and use it, the stylus with your left hand. Very cool. So uh, this game kind of had a unique way of playing it. I know Brain Age also played this way, but I can't think of a whole lot of other games that did. Um, let's see here what else I have. So... Um, this Hotel Desk was a point-and-click adventure mystery game, is how I would describe it. Um, and you had to investigate a hotel and talk to its residents uh, to collect information and try to solve the mystery. And another thing I liked about this game is that it, you know, it wasn't easy, and you had to do a lot of thinking and write down a lot of notes. Um, you had a notebook, actually, that you could write notes in in the game. And, of course, you'd write them with a stylus. Um, <laughs> So, but you could ask the wrong questions or kind of uh, annoy the characters. And uh, if you weren't careful, uh, they may, you may would have to go to your room for a while and rest and kind of let everybody cool down. Or if you did really bad, you could actually get kicked out of the hotel and you'd never solve the mystery. It's basically the game over, which I thought is kind of a thing you don't really see in games these days. Most games are pretty easy to beat, but even back in, in, you know, in the DS days, some of these games were a little more difficult now. I never did anything to get kicked out of the hotel, but I just thought that was interesting that you could. Yeah, that, that's kind of a weird option they put in. I wouldn't think that'd really be possible. But I know it. That's kind of neat. So the kind of the character you play as is kind of a an, uh, a guy I'd say in his thirties or forties. His name his name was Kyle Hyde, and uh, he was an ex detective, and he was searching for his ex partner. Sounds like a tough guy. Yeah, he, he really was, if I remember right. He may have even smoked a cigarette. I can't remember, but <laughs> oh, he was definitely that kind of a guy. Oh man. <laughs> This is, a, this is an adult game here. Uh, no, but uh, I really enjoyed this. I really got to like the character as well. And, uh, you know, this is another game that, at least in America, we never never heard anything else about, but it actually did get a sequel. Um, so uh, a sequel titled Last Window, The Secret of Cape West, was released on January 14, 2010 in Japan and September 17, 2010 in Europe. Um, and it takes place in Los Angeles, California during 1980, a year after the events of Hotel Dusk. Um, we never got it here in America because, unfortunately, this developer, Sing, uh, that made this game as well as Trace Memory, they went out of, they went out of business. And so they weren't able to bring it over to America. Oh, so man. otherwise, I think we would have. And uh, you, can, you can get copies of this on eBay. You can buy the European versions. It's very expensive now. You can play that on a on a region free DS or DS Lite, and I would love to try this game out. I've never had the chance to play it. I didn't even realize that there was a sequel until me and you were talking about this one day and yeah, you told it's me about. Kind of crazy. I played a little bit of the original Hotel Dusk, but I, I never owned it. I had used a friend's and he wanted it back. Yeah. So I never got to finish it. 
And this is definitely on my pickup list again. <laughs> yeah, I just loved it. You know, I grew up kind of reading the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew books. I loved a good mystery when I was a, oh, yeah. a preteen and teenager. And so this was right up my alley, you know, basically a video game mystery. And I really enjoyed my time with it. This is another game that uh, my girlfriend uh, also played and played all the way through, and she really liked it. We we played a lot of games on the DS. That's kind of our time for gaming when we were really into it. So uh this, this game just has a special place in my heart as well, kind of like Elite Beat Agents. Very cool. Um, real quick here. Um, so Kyle Hyde has a trophy in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and that's on the Wii. And it says, uh, I was again, this came from Wikipedia, but it says it's noteworthy due to the fact that it is the only animated trophy in Super Smash Brothers history. So I'm kind of interested in this. I think I'm going to look it up. Uh, I didn't even know there was such a thing as an animated trophy, but supposedly he he's it. So Really? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to give that a look. And then, of course, in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on the Switch, yeah, Kyle Hyde appears as a spirit. So there's another one that I really want to collect. I haven't seen this one either. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's Hotel Dusk. It's it kind of a uh, kind of fun to go back and kind of remember this game, and then even to think about the sequel that we never got here in America, and how much I'd love to get it. But uh, I'm just not really willing to pay around a hundred dollars for it on eBay. So <laughs> this was a game that I, I pretty much totally forgot even existed. You know, it's right. just it's it is truly a, a forgotten gem. Yeah. But after hearing your uh, your thoughts on Elite Beat Agents and Hotel Dusk Room Two Two Fifteen, they are definitely on my pickup list. I'm gonna be looking for these games well that's great well maybe you can find and play those games and i'm definitely going to sit down and play some pokemon snap here soon that'd so, be great this is great even if no one else enjoyed our picks at least we did that's right <laughs> no but i think these are all games worth playing especially if you have the consoles to play them on um these are all definitely worthy of a look and there's a lot of other games similar to these that are just kind of forgotten and doesn't mean they're any less good than even some of the very popular games these days right so, man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed your thoughts. Yeah, we may do this again another day with uh, with some more games, but uh, this has been a lot of fun doing these four. And uh, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we're going to see you guys next week in the next episode. Before we leave you today, we want to go over a few quick things. We want to remind everyone to visit our show page over at anchor.fm slash podcast. You can find all of our episodes there, as well as links on all the services that we're available on. Those services include Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and through the Anchor app, which is available on both iOS and Android. We'd also like to take this time to ask you to rate our show on Apple Podcasts or on Google Podcasts if you enjoy it. We really appreciate that. And lastly, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Karibo Shoe Pod, and we're on Instagram at, at Karibo Shoe Podcast. I want to thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.